What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala, your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terence? Good old humor, man. But today we're not talking about news. Actually, we're talking today. about someone. We're talking with someone who has been in the news, lah. A lot, a lot recently. Yeah. A, lot. a lot. A lot. I mean, he's been in the news quite often over the past few years, but yeah. past few weeks a lot for and for. Variety of reasons. Uh. Yeah, when it rains, it really pours. Yeah, it really pours. Yeah. Um, he's the he's a holder of multiple long distance uh, national records. Um, he's been a quite an outspoken athlete for the past mm. a lot of years. And today we have him on our show, none other than Mr. So Ruyong. Hey guys, what's hey. up, man? Thanks for coming coming uh, yeah. to the show. It, it's it's amazing that we have Mr. So Ruyong here. Uh, yeah. Did we call you? Ryong for for simplicity or, or yeah yeah whatever you wanna call or me Ray or whatever. Uh, well Ray is like you know when I go to America or UK uh, okay, they, okay, they okay. can't pronounce Ray Yong right? oh, okay, right. okay, so right. so just have a simplicity you just call me Ray 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 okay, yeah. okay. okay. so yeah. is so is Ray Ryong yeah I mean so so I mean we actually spoke about you a few podcasts ago on a few different podcasts. One was when you made the announcement for the 2.4 kilometer challenge. Yeah. Uh, one was when you announced your current current crowdfunding campaign, Yeah. Um, and we we all know that that crowdfunding campaign is is about an ongoing court case that we have many questions about, but we know we can't talk about, right? Mm-hmm. Um, until until that case kind of pans out. But even aside of that, there are many many questions that we want to ask you about recent incidents as well as your general approach to life as an athlete yeah. yeah yeah fair enough and, and you've and Harish you've had a, a very intimate sit down with Ryong already right? yeah last In week last first time I met him yeah. um, it was actually for a shoot for CNA where we were talking about racial issues <laughs> so last week we were talking about race and this week we were talking about race again yeah. And and I mean yeah, he uh he you Ryong, you did share with me certain uh details about what's been going on and all. So and that's when we talked about you coming on the show. Uh just to talk about the broader mm. uh, POV of you even doing the crowdfunding and yeah. aside from all that, just your life as an athlete. Because right now you're the holder of the national ten thousand meter five thousand meter, ten thousand meter half marathon and marathon records. Mm. Right? Um and, and yeah, so so to start off um, like right now, we are in the midst of your current crowdfunding campaign, right? Mm. I think that's what's been a lot on a lot of people's minds. Um, it is to to raise legal fees for the ongoing defamation case. But what made you want to crowdfund in the first place? I I guess um yeah the I mean we all know that you no know, legal legal expenses are not um not not cheap. Mm-hmm. I mean this one was actually because the the verdict in the district court didn't quite go our way. Um, mm. I mean, I, I have a lot to say about that, but we can't say. It. I mean, I'm not going to discuss that at length right now. We'll talk yeah. about it more after the appeal. But basically, we feel that we have very strong grounds for appeal. Like, but in the meantime, we still need to settle the damages that were awarded mm-hmm. in the district court. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think throughout this entire like ever since I first spoke out about this incident, yeah, there have been a lot of supporters who like believe in my side of the story and they believe in the truth. And, and this, I mean, I basically opened up a chance for them to you know like support support. 
me a little bit more. Of, of course, they can't all come to court and like and like testify. Yeah, mm. but they can spot in their own little way. And I think this was a this was a very cool way to see like you know people who I hadn't been in contact with for many years. They step forward and they like pledge some money. So it was yeah. it was actually quite a cool experience. Wait, you've mm. raised how much? Uh, uh, seventy thousand dollars. The last I checked, which was two day, two days ago. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. and the the amount that is needed is hundred and eighty. Yes, right? that's the that's the target amount. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Okay. Okay. Actually, yeah. uh, just just one thing in case you're hearing like. Like a little rustling and everything, right? Um, Ryong is actually doing something that is very human in front of us. He's eating <laughs> biscuits. So in case you think that he's like this superhuman who doesn't doesn't eat meals or uh, only eats protein or anything, he's not. He's drinking Pokari sweat and eating biscuits. I got yeah. here and Terence asked me what I had for lunch. I was like, oh, I forgot to have lunch today. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not some like low GI biscuits, yeah. you know, full grain. It's just. Like just junk, sweet and salty biscuits, which are surprisingly <laughs> yeah. addictive, la. So the next yeah. time, the next time Singapore gets gold medal for marathon, we got some dips on it, la, Yeah, we got we, some dips on it. We <laughs> fed him, uh, we fed <laughs> him. Yeah, but but yeah, yeah. So I, I guess that that is um, I I bring that up because I think when we talk about athletes, right, often the impression that we have of them are like they're superhuman, they're infallible, they they even the personalities and everything, you know, they it's rock hard, it's rock solid, everything, uh, but um, I think you are quite unique in that you're much more outspoken than any other Singapore athlete we've we've come across. Uh, and, and yeah, you know, you know, like even this crowdfunding campaign, you laid out a lot of uh, of yourself out there, la. Is there is there why why do you think is the case that you know so many Singapore athletes are are not as outspoken as you, and why you specifically uh, seem to be perceived as much more outspoken? La? Um. Well, I think the bar is quite low in terms of uh, in Singapore in terms of like um, being outspoken because mm. most people I mean most people not not athletes but most people in Singapore generally don't really believe in uh, not, not don't believe in they just they don't they don't really like they try not to stick out they mm. try not to stand out rather mm. uh, I think in from a young age we're just kind of taught to you know be be obedient in school and like don't ask many questions like yeah you know, just keep your head down do your homework and 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 get good grades on exams and um and it does show in a way when like when i, I when i studied overseas i when i went to the u.s to study the singaporean kids like they struggle in some aspects of life there like mm. for example um project it, it could be presentations in project work it could be class it could be class participation it could be like you know i mean especially in the u.s where it's a very outspoken society mm-hmm. um Sometimes feel a bit like out of place, lah. Yeah, where, sorry, where in the US did you? I study? I went to the University of Oregon. Okay. Mm, oh, yeah. so Portland, yeah. like uh, near Portland. Yeah, yeah near Portland, okay. but Eugene, okay. we're very near the Nike World Headquarters. And mm, our, and, okay. Yeah. Ah. Is that why you chose that university? Well, I was a Nike athlete back then, so oh. yeah, there was a it was a it was a huge huge like uh, draw, right? I and see, then, then I when see. I was there, like uh, the Nike Singapore office, like uh, Andrew Kwong was the manager then, so he he organized like he put a few favors, got got them to give me a tour of the campus mm, yeah because it's not, yeah. not you can't just walk onto the campus yeah. and see it yeah yeah you can't it's only for a select few yeah, yeah yeah it was really really cool like, it was like the world's coolest university mm. but like you, people work there you know, mm, and, got then, it, got and it. then they have like you know the Cristiano Ronaldo football fields. They have like, uh, they have like, um, then they have all these cool stories. I like, you know oh, this is where Tiger Woods like came to visit, and then uh, Phil Knight, which was the yeah, the CEO yeah. of Nike, was just like, all right, hit the ball, it, um, break any window you want, I'll pay for it. Oh, <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah. 
oh, yeah, something like that. And then he really and, and apparently it really happened. I wasn't there to watch, but okay, okay. yeah, cool story. And, and uh, Nike, I mean, Nike is known as a brand yeah. that's really out there and yeah, like yeah, you know, yeah. like in your face and like I mean, they pride themselves on being the best. And they're not, they're not. Put it this way, lah. They're, they're they're not they're not afraid of people seeing them as an arrogant or proud brand, but they, they mm. are really the market leader and they are, they, they yeah, are yeah. number one for, for many years already. So, yeah. so yeah. are you saying that that experience in the US kind of shaped you or have you always been outspoken since young? I would say it shaped me, I mean like exposed me to, to like, b- before that I never lived outside the US, I'm sorry, I never lived alone outside of Singapore for an extended period of time before. And that was what year? This was 2013, Sorry, 2013, mid, like middle of 2013 all the way to December 2015. Okay. Yeah, so I actually studied one year in NUS first. So I actually had the blessing of studying both in Singapore for a year and then like in an American university for two and a half years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, so, but yeah, I mean, huge eye-opener. Mm-hmm. I, I would say that even before that, I was, I was definitely someone who was a little bit more outspoken for Singaporean standards. You know, mm. like in, in class, I'm not afraid to, you know, like raise my hand and, and, and say something or, or yeah. like uh, in, in the university you know I, I remember my first year of NUS uh, I was selected to go for the ASEAN University Games but mm. um, and NUS wasn't like I mean like you're selected to represent Singapore at ASEAN University Games but you had to pay mm. like a certain percentage I can't remember it was 30 or 40 percent mm. of, of the travel and accommodation and stuff and I, I just kind of felt that I mean it's not right like you know like is this the kind of support we have for sports in Singapore mm. like how come how come like Athletes selected to represent Singapore still have to pay like a percentage of. I mean, it wasn't a huge sum of money. I, I maybe it was nine hundred dollars or thousand dollars. But the principle of it, like. yeah, yeah. And then we were just talking about this before the podcast, right? Sometimes yeah. in this world, people who stick up for their principles get fucked, lah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so I mean, that was uh, how old were you back then? I was twenty one. Twenty one. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. I was, okay. was twenty one. Yeah. I mean, I basically went to into a bit of a battle or war with the with the sports office. And I'm like, mm. I'm like, you know, like you know, we're working our asses off here, and then and then when we get selected to represent uh, the the Singapore universities, you know, we yeah. have to we have to pay like like nine hundred dollars, thousand dollars. I mean, all students working. Where's the money going to come from? Yeah. Wait. So you were saying that this was your first sort of. Uh, when you realize that actually I, I do speak up more than like the average yes Singaporean. yes because I mean there were I mean of course there were many other athletes who were chosen but I think a lot a lot of them like I think they took money from their parents to go or, mm. or whatever the case might be and you no know, there's really nothing wrong with that but I also think that our, our, our kids are just very sheltered lah, you know like you mm. know in the US once you're 18 you can kick out of the house you go to university you take, your, you take your own loan you go and do your own things really, you know your parents mm. are not going to like spoon feed you but here it's like kind of like you know, a lot of them still live with the parents. Parents still give them allowance, and then mm. like, oh, you or, oh, you need you need like money to go for competition. Okay, daddy help you pay. You know, mm. you know like, like a bit sheltered lah. And then yeah, like, yeah. okay, like my to, to my benefit, I think, uh, you can call it a benefit. You can call it whatever you want. But like my parents were always, I mean, my, my they always stood up for their principles. So my dad, mm. it's not my dad can afford. My, my dad was a lieutenant colonel in the in the air force, and he's mm. an engineer in SIA now. I see, I see. Like he can afford nine hundred bucks for me to go for competition la, But yeah. it's like oh, a thousand dollars. I can't remember about that. But it's like to him, it's a matter of principle. It's like how come you get selected to represent Singapore, and then you have to pay to uh. go and compete. You pay for like you pay forty percent of your flight and your accommodation to go and compete. He said this is not right. But I mean like, so I think it's a lot easier to do it. Uh, because my 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 dad was like on the same like same line on the same page. Yeah. If if my dad was like, hey, no, 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 no keep quiet, quiet, don't 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 go fight. Like, I pay for you. Mm. Maybe it would have been different. Uh, but eventually, I think what was really cool is that um, red sports like 
the director, the, the founder of Red Sports, Uncle Leslie Tan, like mm. step forward. He works for NYSI now. Mm. Um, and NYSI is what? Uh, National Youth Sports Institute. Okay, yeah. okay. Apparently, need to work on their marketing. People don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never. Heard. <laughs> yeah, but they they're in charge of taking care of the the youth athletes lah. Now, yeah. um, you know, there's like there's sports sports Singapore, and then yeah. there's Singapore Sports Institute, and then there's the National Youth Sports Institute. Yeah. Mm, mm. But anyway, like. Red Sports step forward to pay for it, so always be thankful for whatever Uncle Leslie did. But you did, you did. Um, that means you did take it up uh, to the unit, uh, the the administration. Yeah, well, I mean, it was the first time I used social media to to fight. Actually, oh, you use social media, yeah. not no letter or, uh, or. Well, well, like when emails and WhatsApp messages. I mean, you know, sometimes how some of these like administrators work, right? Like yeah. emails are easily ignored, messages mm. are easily like sh- shrugged aside. But when when I social pushed it out on social media, they couldn't ignore it anymore. Mm. So then and that was 2013 when Facebook was still... 2012. When Facebook was still in its infancy. Wild Wild West. Yeah, exactly. And then no such thing as... Uh, last time, I think the big thing was you know, like female bloggers. You know, like no mm. one's, no one's going to pay an athlete like $500, $1,000 to post on, on Facebook. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. whereas now... Let's say now if I was selected for competition and had to like, you know, pay $1,000, $2,000 to go and go for competition. I mean, like that, there are ways to find this money, you know, like mm-hmm. I can, I, I, I have brands that will pay, pay me like $1,000 or whatever to, to do a post on IG and Facebook. So yeah. the yeah. money is, I mean, like, of course now more established as a runner, more established yeah. as a personality, the marketing value is so higher. But back mm-hmm. then, you know, like 21-year-old university athlete, never yeah. gone for SEA Games before, never medaled for Singapore before. I mean, like you don't really have a, you don't really have a spoon to 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 eat with, lah. Mm. Um, and then you're attending classes. Not as if you're working. Yeah. And then like, pa- parents really paying for school fees. Then now you qualify for competition. You gonna ask your parents to pay for you to go again, man. Mm. I mean, I just felt it was not right, like you know. And I, right. I was like, it cannot be like Singapore is a first world country, and then like, uh, and then we are affluent, we are rich. Now mm. sports people like have to have to do this kind of thing, right? Like. Like I don't, I didn't, I didn't yeah. really see the logic behind so it. So was there any yeah. change in policy after that? After you raised it, um, I don't think so. I mean, after no. I left, I went to the US, right? <laughs> so oh, I didn't, sure. I didn't follow. But I do not think there was a change. Um, yeah, but but that was quite interesting that your, you said your dad was a Latin Colonel in the Singapore Air Force. Air Force. Yeah. So you would think someone who is in the army or military service for that long would sort of toe the line and not, you know, rock the boat too much in terms of challenging authority and things like that. Lah. But when you think, do you think this, you know, because you, your dad as well is a bit of a maverick, you know, like Top Gun maverick kind of, <laughs> you know, and, and that's, I, that, that has come through yeah, with you. Yeah, I mean, well. I, I won't speak on his behalf because I never witnessed my dad at work. I, I can say that my dad was quite popular at work with his subordinates. Mm. Um, but he wasn't the type, like, of course, I've been to military functions as a kid with him. Mm. You know how, like, uh, we were actually posted to the US for two and a half years. Okay, my sister was actually born in the US. Oh, okay. Yeah. But you were th- and you were there as a yeah. I was there as a kid, like, you as know, a like kid. Oh, which part of the of the US? So two two stints. One was Phoenix, Arizona. Oh wow. One okay. was Clovis, New Mexico. Wow. Mm. Yeah. So when like I was air, ba- air bases, air bases. Wow. Yeah. And these are like quiet. Okay, Phoenix maybe less quiet, but like, these are like. In, you live in the middle of nowhere on it. It's, yeah. You're just there for the airbase. So it's yeah. like, it's an interesting mm. place to grow up. Like you I'm, grow seeing, up. I'm seeing images of a kid, Singaporean kid running around like the deserts around Phoenix. <laughs> is that where, is the that airplanes, where? the F-16s yeah. over that, and all that. Yeah, it is was so, where? it's damn hot, you know, in Phoenix. So it's like, you know, you leave the house to go to the swimming pool, right? You have to run there because the ground is so hot. So yeah, that was the yeah. scene. Uh, that, that's when you realise, oh fuck, I can reach the pool damn fast. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So that's how he trained for it. Oh. Yeah. You say the innate yeah. talent was from from that from the Arizona Arizona. But my point being, so like you know how there's like sometimes there are military functions. You bring the yeah. family, and then a yeah. VIP arrive, right? It's some colonel or, yeah. or what like that. My dad, I think he was captain or major. I mean, yeah. the rank not so big. Yeah. You see, like a lot of officers, like you know, do, they'll rush to go and flank the VIP. Yeah, my my dad boots up, ah, he would choose. He wasn't the type to wayang, he wasn't the type to like, you know, like, like oh, sir, 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 oh, like, okay, and, and, like okay. entertain the VIP, just kind of mind his own business. So, um, I think, yeah, I mean, like, looking back now, I really respect that. Like, mm. now I really cannot tahan when, like, you know, in, when I was in the army, I really cannot tahan when people, like, fucking wayang, like, you know, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, and then, like, everything also, like, sir, 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 oh, your joke, them funny, sir, you know, I mean, like, this, yeah. kind of, this kind of nonsense, like, you know, like, it really rubs me the, the wrong way. I mean, I can understand why people want to do it because it does. I mean, it does help their career advancement oh, yeah, 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 in a yeah. way, uh, but I mean, I, I'm I think I respect that my dad like wasn't wasn't the type that would bend yeah. over backwards for something like that. No, I know I know we yeah. were joking about it, but was it really there that your that you did started to do like more running and everything? When when did when did this the uh, idea of become a runner or what? When did that come across? Now, now when I look back, I mean, I, I did play a good deal of sports there. So mm. like over there, school starts at like maybe nine o'clock and finishes at three o'clock or. Maybe even four o'clock. Like this is like yeah. elementary school, you know, primary yeah. school. It's not like here where we start damn early. Okay. And then and then like finish by like one o'clock. And mm. then like it's very academic heavy. Like over there of course we have homework and stuff, but that I, I felt looking back there was a more time, like the breaks were longer, you mm. can go and play basketball, yeah. you play like, you know, like this thing called kickball. We didn't have baseball bats, dangerous, like, right? Elementary elementary school kids with baseball bats. So we will pitch a like you pitch a soccer ball and then you mm. kick the ball, so it's like Kickball la, instead yeah, of softball, yeah. baseball is called kickball. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. we were playing some of these games and I found that I was not bad at sports. Like mm. you know, I remember at basketball, when I played against Singaporean kids, it was like one of me and like it would be five Singaporean kids on the other team because like I was just able to run like mm. like a lot more than they were. And you were how yeah, old at that point in time? I was like Wait, sorry. I think you, eight, nine years old. You eight, won. Nine, you yeah. won versus five. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basketball, and I didn't really think about it back much huh? back then. Uh. But but the score is <laughs> like yeah, the score is quite even on like yeah, can, can win on full court. Uh, full court. No, no, not full court. Oh, not full court. Okay. Yeah, not not full court. It's one like versus, but how's it even? Yeah, get, how did they come about? Discuss, yeah. like let's do one versus five. It's just natural. I think cause like when it I, now when I no, you're really testing my memory. But when it was like two v two, three v three, like my team always win oh, because I was able. I mean, I I I was able to. I mean, I was not bad at shooting. I could uh, like, I could run. Uh, uh, so definitely, I think some. I mean, I'm not gonna like say like all my success is down to just hard work, right? I mean, obviously, it's a bit of talent. And no matter what you do to reach mm. the top of your field, you need a bit of um, uh, talent. So I think that genetics definitely play a part there. My dad okay. and mom were both like sports people, so mm. that helped. Uh, yeah, my mom ran distance. She was a cross country captain for Raffles back in her day. My dad was. Basketball captain For Raffles mm. back in the day And wow. he, he played Like on the left wing On, on the football team as well oh. yeah. So sports runs in your family like. Yeah yeah my, my, my dad is particularly athletic My mom is more like You know endurance Specific endurance. Yeah my mom doesn't have ball sense But my dad My dad got ball sense Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm. My mom is like my mom, but Eventually I took out my mom's sport like, Which is like endurance running But you were considering yeah. basketball I mean I, like, when I came back I when I came back, I played basketball in Singapore. I realized that basketball wasn't as big here. It was football. Mm, yeah. So then I started playing football. And then like, I really enjoyed football. Yeah. I really want... And you know, as a primary school kid, you dream of like, oh, represent Singapore in football. I like, played Champions League. Oh, yeah, that kind of, yeah. kind of nonsense. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, but uh, from a young age, I think my dad 
and my mom will always like, oh, football, no future one in Singapore. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Mm. So, so I, I mean, I, I couldn't understand why back in the day, but now I look away, like, yeah. like football is like progressing or, or regressing here regressing. at this point of time. Yeah, yeah la, lucky didn't go down that path. La. So, but that means, that means at, at a young age, you kind of decided, um, let's, let me focus on track. Uh, well, I, I was always decent at track. and I mean, I was good at track and I was good at football. Mm-hmm. Um, good at football probably because I could run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, like, skill-wise, I know like, a lot of people who are better than me, especially in secondary school. The people who have been training, like proper football training from a young age, they are better. Okay, yeah, okay. But I was more on the endurance side of things. But anyway, um, so I ended up joining track and field cross-country in secondary school and then mm. yeah, just went ahead from there. And, and, and uh, your parents were always supportive la, like of whatever sporting endeavours you wanted. So there was always a was there always a plan to go pro with whichever you... No, no, no. My, 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 if I told my parents I wanted to go pro at a young age, they would have... Com- stopped you. Yeah, completely shot me down. Mm. Yeah. Why, 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 why? Like, I mean, they were... They were okay, they, they, they are like practical... No, but... I mean, they were school athletes. Uh, school athletes. They, they never okay. took it on as a career. Okay, okay, uh, okay. I think that my, my, my parents... At the end of the day, they are practical Singaporeans. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, my dad's an engineer and my mom, mom's a teacher. You don't get more much more practical than that, right? Mm. Yeah, so... I think that they didn't quite see a future in sports yeah um but i think you know when i started representing singapore and winning like <laughs> winning the sea games and stuff i think this yeah. and then like being offered contracts with brands and stuff i think that's when they saw like oh potentially uh but end of the day you know like uh, we're all practical people so i mean i i got my university degree yeah. and then like mm. i was work i was balancing work and education and running for a long time and it's only like this year that I signed a professional athlete contract with Under Armour that was on the scale that allowed me to do it like full time. But even then, I, I'm doing study. I'm doing some studies on the side. Like, I told Harish about it, but I'm, like, I'm currently taking a degree in law. Yeah. yeah mm. So that means your your degree in the uh, Oregon was was in business. Business. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Got business it. Business administration. So, so the plan is to be if anything later fall back on being a lawyer, la. Yeah. Well, I think I'm gonna graduate before my professional athlete contract is up. So. Mm-mm. It's just one of those things I feel Running I, I can train for 2-3 hours a day mm-hmm. And recovery takes a lot of that uh, Time But I, I do have a Like Maybe Like it's not gonna hurt me To attend classes for like 3 hours a day And then I like, mm-hmm. do Do a little bit more work For like 2-3 hours a day Okay, yeah. okay. So, so when you went to Oregon It was already On a scholarship Right Yeah It was a Athletic scholarship It was actually ac- Academic spo- uh, Our Singapore government Academic Sports Singapore Academic oh, scholarship Oh Sports Singapore yeah. Okay But you were already kind of Uh Approaching sports quite intensely back then. Like. I was, oh, when I was awarded the scholarship, it was after, when I was in the military. So, mm-hmm. I was serving NSO. It was after my JC. So, like, I mean, I had success in JC. Like, I won cross country both years for mm-hmm. A division. I won the 5,000 meters both years. And in my JC two year, I won the steeplechase, the 3,000 meter steeplechase. And then I went to the ASEAN schools games and won the steeplechase for Singapore there. Mm-hmm. So, I think that was the first time I stood on the podium and heard, like, the Singapore national anthem mm. being played, mm. yeah, it was quite a, it, it was, and it was quite an inspirational moment. I mean, yeah. the first time, and then after that. So in secondary school, you didn't compete. I competed, but I never. I my best was like bronze medal. Oh, yeah, I think I, I took I took it a lot more seriously in junior college. I met uh, Coach Stephen Quick when I was in junior college, and mm. I think that not that I, my previous coaches were lousy, but I think he got through to me in a way that they couldn't. Like they got, they got through to me in terms of like, you know, taking my life seriously. Okay. It's not just about 
training, it's how you recover, you know, it's yeah. how much you sleep, it's what you eat. Da, 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 da. So yeah, yeah, sorry, I um because I'm I never I was never in the sports or anything. I was the one that was bullied by the sports people in school. Yeah, Terrence, <laughs> Terrence has this chip on his shoulder, right? That he imagines no, not yeah, say images. I'm not. I'm not gaslighting, but I must yeah, clarify because yeah. it's always <laughs> the thing between us. But, but 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 I I I study psychology and I love hearing about like how high performing athletes and all. Mm. How what what is this hurdle you come? Because you just mentioned you didn't take it seriously in secondary school, but you still ended up with bronze. And then JC, you took it more seriously. What does it mean to take it more seriously? Like for the layperson who okay. doesn't understand. So like, I mean, Harish and I. Attended the same secondary school, I think. So and mm. Terence as well. I also, I also. Oh, yeah, perfect. Yeah, I was, yeah. Yeah. So astroturf, right? Ah, uh, astroturf. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Astroturf is like basically there's this, what used to be the parade square in the Raffles uh, Bishan mm. yeah, school. Correct. They they laid an astroturf on it and then it became like the hockey field. Like, yeah, pitch, yeah, right? yeah. I I'm I'm guessing yeah. it got laid in part particular because hockey. That's what we play on, like astroturf. Yeah, yeah. So so it meant that the uniform groups that used to march on the parade square couldn't do it yeah, anymore, like, Yeah. <laughs> So, so, yeah, you can still march on AstroTurf There's more concrete <laughs> than AstroTurf yeah, we This is a, the, end, the yeah. never ending battle Between sports and never ending, yeah. But anyway yeah, I'm sorry yeah, So yeah. I, I was there everyday like, you know? Training, no training I'm there Before training I'm there and Then doing no what though? Uh, play, playing football oh, playing, playing football, football okay. yeah, AstroTurf yeah. was the football place <laughs> yeah, 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 People, yeah. people so, so to clarify People played football yeah, On the AstroTurf yeah. When it wasn't being used For training like, yeah, right? correct, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Correct. So you just I, oh, I, was, was I mean like You know I was having fun uh, And then um, you know, Like was, Didn't have the best diet I would say you know, mm. I wasn't That invested in academics mm. um, Just Just wanted to have fun Just and, 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 I, and I think that When you are training Hard On days that you don't have A hard session You need to be recovering mm. Like you know Nowadays If I'm Like Monday, Thursday Are my very hard sessions Yeah um, And like for example Last night my hardest session of the week it was like six times two point four kilometers, interval training. Yeah, so each each okay. repetition had to be run <laughs> below seven forty. That's like yeah. what Singaporean men run over six yeah, years over, <laughs> over the whole NS. Yeah. The whole NS. Uh, one, <laughs> yeah, so, one night. So yeah, I mean th- th- that's the extent of the training I, I have to do. So okay, like okay. today, I'm not gonna go out and play football. My body is just okay, like just let it should be. Yeah, I need to let it recover. I'm but tired. you can you can still go around and do things like. Appear on interviews, podcasts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like okay. non non physically. Okay, okay. I think we stuff, better get higher yeah, quality yeah. snacks in our office. <laughs> 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 this man just read what like fifteen, uh, thirteen point, fourteen point four kilometers. So so that means yeah. in, in in secondary school you were like sort of just oh eat McDonald's, eat McDonald's, whatever. I mean, you just hang out with your friends. Your friends hang eat McDonald's friends. and then like, you know, I fall sick a couple times a year. And then uh, like you know fall sick cannot train. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah, so yeah. like. Um, and then like you know I wasn't taking like enough fruits and veggies you know uh, like basically it wasn't what like like it was just a CCA running exactly, okay, yeah okay, okay, and when I go there I, I, I give my all yeah. like, I train hard yeah. but like when things don't go well I don't stop and think whether it's my fault or whether I should be recovering better yeah. or whatever like in a certain yeah. interval session not, not training shit but you had coaches and all it's just that that you you yourself in your own mind you it wasn't uh, yeah like, I mean I I remember my my secondary school my sec three sec four coach Stephen Lim he was a great guy it's just that I think he never really sat down and like got through to me mm. like Stephen Quite did and Stephen Quite you know he, like he slides and everything like no this is a graph of super compensation like oh. yeah you know like when you train you actually get unfit for a short period of time your body has to recover for it to become see, fitter you know like oh. you know, so, yeah. so you're saying someone uh put it. Th- to you through using uh, data and graphs and that's yeah. what worked for you yeah like, and like it. it's an art also like, it's not just a science you know like okay. like motivation like mm. you know getting someone to change their mindset 
Okay. And it, it, it and it really worked out, you know. Like a lot, a lot of the RI boys, we we ran better when we went to JC because, um, we just took care of like the things outside of running. But was it better, a very yeah. clear maturity decision? also? I guess yeah. Mm. But was it a very clear decision to carry on in cross country as you made the jump from secondary to JC? Because oh, I yeah, know yeah. people who decide I've had enough of the sport or they Correct. change sport. Yeah. I, I was never sick of the sport. In fact. Um, I was making like small jumps so like sec 1, sec 2 my best place was like you know 6 at cross country and then 3rd at um, track and field and then by sec 4 I was like 4th in cross country and 3rd in track and field and I, I really wanted to win national schools before I graduated la. Mm. So, oh, like, okay, okay. Yeah, so I was like okay like this coach is supposed to be the best like also oh, he was known to be the yeah, best he was coach known, he was known to be like the mo- the one who oh. produced results so, so, so okay like, just, just buy in and then see see whether we can win it la. and then but it, it meant that in secondary school it's not that you weren't uh, motivated to win la. you you mindset wise you, st- you wanted to win like uh, you would, like you said like before you graduate you wanted to win national schools all that yeah but you said it needed a complete holistic change of lifestyle in order to reach that next level yeah just just those like like basically it's the diet and the recovery mm-hmm. like basically I think in secondary school I had the training but not so much the re- I mean recovery days I was playing football so that's uh, not really that's oh, recovery yes, yes, yeah. yes, sometimes yes, you yes. even get injured playing football right yes, so yes, yeah, yes, yeah yes, exactly yes. and then like diet wise just could have done it better like yeah Mm. But I think a lot of it is also down to you know maturity and 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 like, you know in JC like you know some, some of us we grow up mm. and we I mean J, JC we don't really play football as often as we did in secondary school mm. anyway yeah like mm. so yeah other things I took academics a bit more seriously in JC also. But how about how about other aspects of JC, JC like. I mean dating and all this kind of thing. Does it? Oh, I shouldn't. Ne- I never dated in JC. Also, oh, just just like yeah. Fuck my, it, my, you know? yeah, I had my first girlfriend in maybe like when I was twenty six. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. So even throughout uni, like it was more or less focused sports, on sports. Uh, yeah, really, really a sacrifice that, that has to be made. I, I, I didn't really see it as a sacrifice. That I, that I think the opportunity never quite presented itself. Or so, mm, okay, um, okay. yeah, I think the girls I spent the most time with were my classmates and the girls on my cr- my batch. There was only one girl on the cross country team. I see. Yeah. Oh. I see. Yeah. So okay. like, okay, maybe maybe a blessing. Like, if there was a really hot girl on the on the cross country team, <laughs> may, maybe my career could have gone, could have stagnated mm, early sea on. Games gold. Sea <laughs> yeah. games gold versus girlfriends. <laughs> no, but that's interesting because I also wanted to ask the same question because there is a big change when you go from an all boy secondary school when it comes to sports versus yeah. and you go to a uh, school when there's it's co-ed yeah. just training takes on a different dynamic la. yeah I mean I think our coach managed it quite well so mm. like it wasn't he would never ever say it to your face la, but you know that you go and have a girlfriend or date someone else on the team you're gonna get fucked yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> correct, 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 correct. <laughs> but or at least he's, he's not gonna look upon it like very kindly you know but even yeah. back then I know you said that uh, a turning point was when you spoke up against athletes having to pay part of the fees to compete in the university games yeah, university. but in secondary school JC when you look back were there already instances where you felt guided by your principals and you spoke up when other people were not going to no not anything that really comes to mind mm. um, I'm trying to think Yeah, I, I think secondary school and JC were quite straightforward for me I mean I didn't I wasn't involved in any sort of politics or whatsoever. I was never like appointment holder, and I mean, like I was never, I was never like captain of my team or whatever. I was C division, I was captain, but I mean, uh, 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 you don't really do anything last. Mm. Sec two as a captain. Um, yeah, then JC, I I wasn't involved in any of these like student council yeah. or anything. I I hear like, there's a lot of like politics that goes on on student council. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't involved, so I didn't care. Uh, 
Yeah, so I guess my the first time I was really exposed to like politics and stuff was was actually when I was in NS because mm. there is a good deal of politics that goes on in NS. Really? But just so, do you yeah. look back uh, on those years in secondary school in JC and feel like you missed out on anything or is this is exactly how you would have wanted it to be? La? I, I, I guess I guess so. I, I'm not quite sure what I missed out on. Um, mm. I mean, you have to experience something to know you're missing out mm. on whether it's good or bad, right? I, yeah. I don't think I really missed out on anything. I, JC really went by in quite a flash, you know? It did, yeah, it does. Yeah, it yeah, does, yeah, yeah. It did, for it did. a lot of people, it's, it's basically you're, you're preparing for university. Like, you just study mm. very hard and everything. Yeah. But just interesting because I think a lot of uh, parents these days, they want to encourage their kids to you know pursue their dreams and all. But they might not realize the kind of sacrifices it might entail in terms of, uh, you know, a lot of other things that you have to give mm. up. Mm. I think hearing from you directly, like, what life was like is very eye-opening. Uh, to, mm. to, to, to understand that it's basically, you know, that mindset change that, that a lot of people probably, it comes to them too late in life. Uh, yeah. But you're also already at 15, 16, you already had that. Really. But I, it's a bit of, honestly, it was a bit of tunnel vision. Uh, you know, mm. like, you know, social, I mean, like, I had friends, but I, I wasn't socializing a whole lot. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't yeah. going for house parties or any kind of right, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I guess you can, but like, you know, when you're dealing with freaking A-levels, which is like a um, mammoth task in itself, and then you want to like win at sports, which is another mammoth task in itself, your plate yeah. is full. Uh. And I wasn't, I wasn't the smartest dude. I, I, I couldn't like, Read, read it one time and then score an A so like you need to put an effort on that side and then it comes to like sports I mean endurance running is endurance running I need yeah. to train and but well, weren't you so too exhausted to study at certain points you just fall asleep while reading well, that, well that's also another part of the equation like you got to get enough sleep so that you uh, can pay attention in class mm. and you can um, and then we don't wake up late uh. <laughs> remember in JC yeah, yeah, you yeah, wake yeah, up quite right. early to go to school yeah yeah. So um, so yeah you have to that side also has to be balanced for you. Like you have to go to bed by like 10, 10 30, uh, 11 at the latest so you can be up by 6, 30, 7, have enough sleep and then go to class and not fall asleep there because you fall asleep in class then the whole cycle starts again like you know you miss out on, you miss out on certain lessons and then yeah. you have to catch up yourself. Yeah, it's not a good situation to be in. So, so you know like let's say fast forward to today you looking back how, what are some of the, the things that you, you, you have changed since those, those years in JC and uni how have you changed like, your values, your principles, or how has anything gotten stronger? I think maybe I was a lot more easily swayed when I was in JC. Mm. I mean, like I, I was a lot, put it this way, I was less less discerning about people. Mm. Yeah, so there were certain people I looked up to in JC and then they um, pr- proved to be not so good people. Mm. Um, I, and then of course and then once you notice that then you start to be a lot more, more, more discerning okay. uh, I, I give you some examples in, in JC I think the good the guys people were looking up to when I was in JC this 0809 mm. was like Lance Armstrong yes, mm. yes right yeah. I mean that's yeah. and he turned out to be a complete fraud pu- yeah, yeah he's a yeah. complete fraud and a bully la, you know he mm. was like suing people for defamation because people were accusing him of doping and and he was doping, but they were they just didn't have evidence to to prove it. And like yeah. when it's defamation, you know, like it, the burden of proof is on the on, on the maker of the statements, or the defendant to prove that whatever he's saying is like justified. And yeah. like so, Lance Armstrong actually successful sued people on a number of occasions before he was outed. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And then like all those people who lost defamation suits to him are now try, and now, now try, I had to go and claw it back from him after okay, he was okay. busted. Yeah. So, I mean, like, like, really open your eyes to, like, not to say I idolize him or anything, but I did read his book. 
Mm. Yeah, I, I read his book and like you know I thought, wow, this guy is like, and, and he is he is a hard worker. He is tough, but I mean he didn't do it naturally, yeah, 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 yeah. So I think that's uh, and and he was not not the best person when it came to like uh, values either. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, I and I think that, but then you also grow older and you realize that, you think about things a bit more, like all of them were on something mm. during that time. You know, mm. so like then the question, is. Like, is it fair to hold him, uh, like, say he's the guilty one when everyone else was doping and mm. he just happened to be the best and, like, because of... I mean, I, I guess it's also how he handled it, like, you know, mm. like, trying to crush people's careers for, yeah. like, for like threatening them and, yeah. and with lawsuits and all that kind of stuff. I think this was what made him a monster. Yeah. Mm. So, so, Lance Armstrong was, like, someone that you looked up to as an athlete and, and you hope to, you know... Um, recreate I mean like have a career that is successful and all I mean it is inspirational like right yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know like endurance athlete like works hard like, one don't know how many no, they had cancer cancer everyone was wearing a lift strong, lift strong. Yeah, I was wearing a lift strong yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and then and then uh, and then like you know comes back from cancer like wins the Tour de France seven times or whatever yeah, and yeah. then I mean that's that's the start I mean but sometimes you also like now, now you get to see when a story is too good to be true. <laughs> sometimes there's mm. things you need to be more discerning about, lah. Mm. Correct, yeah, correct, correct. yeah. So I mean, that was the fantastic example. Mm. Uh, in track and field, there have been a number of like athletes who have been caught for for drugs, and mm. I think those were also like serve as warning signs that don't take everything at surface value. Be more, be more discerning. Be more inquisitive. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. But I also think the ignorance is bliss, lah. So <laughs> sometimes when you don't ask so many questions, you can enjoy. I mean, now when I watch track and field at the Olympics or whatever, and I see like incredible performances, rather than going wow, I'm I I start like crunching the numbers and like the, the, do things add up. Like wow, this is mm. rate of progression in the last five years. Which country is he from? Uh, uh, I see, I see. So it's like you you can't enjoy it as much as a you can't enjoy it as much as just as a. A sporting feat. You mm. think about the science yeah, behind yeah, it. Yeah, once you see, once you see it, you can't unsee it. Really. Once, mm. once you see how nasty things can be, you really can't. can't you can't unsee it. Correct. correct yeah, and yeah. then, and then, like I mean, naturally, I mean, over the years, I've been, I, I've been witness to certain things in mm. in the governing of our sport that I, yeah. that I feel are extremely wrong and not right. And I spoke mm. up on you know, yeah. a number of occasions, and and um. And and I had to fight wars like because the the other side goes on defensive obviously yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean you go to my blog you can see that yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah of course yeah, yeah. Yeah. so I, I think yeah. also to clarify I think uh, a lot of people always uh, you know they say you know a sports person shouldn't talk so much just go and perform just go and run and do your thing lah but but uh, I think uh, there's been a lot of instances where you've come forward and you know said things that you're not comfortable about whether it's with the sports administrative bodies or what lah. And and what do you think is the biggest misconception that people have? People meaning online commentators, and you know, all have of you Because they say a lot of things. Oh, he doesn't do anything besides just run. Why must talk so much all this kind of thing? I mean, to those people, we're we're not dogs lah. We don't just run because for your entertainment. Mm. We are human beings, and you know, and this is in direct conflict with the value that if you see something that's wrong, you mm. should say something about it. Yeah. Mm. So why is it different for athletes? Why should we just run? Mm. I don't understand, you know. Like, <laughs> like I, I don't really understand why, why people feel they have the right to tell athletes, like, oh, you just play your sport and shut up. Mm. We're not, we're not performers. We're not performing. For, we're not your performing dogs, lah. You know? mm. Right? We're, we're not there to to please you mm. and and not speak up on it. I mean, if you you don't like what we have to say. You don't have to listen. Mm. Um, you can pay attention to 
to whatever you want to pay attention to. I mean, I'm I'm going to continue performing. I'm going to continue like winning. I'm I'm going to continue like setting up for what is right. And if I don't do it, who's going to do it? Like mm-hmm. I, I am probably the most influential voice in track and field here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I can see where they're coming from. Like you know, sometimes it's also because in so, Singapore, no one dares to speak out. And like you know, because yeah. I've spoken up, sometimes the authorities try and make an example out of myself. Mm. So it puts pressure on the other athletes not to say anything. Like, I know a lot of athletes who know a lot of things that are wrong. Like mm-hmm. I know friends who are like, SEA Games gold medalists or, or medalists and they see things that are wrong but they're not going to speak up about it because they don't want to deal with the, with, with, mm. with, with the bite back. I yeah. see, I see. Yeah. Do, they, do they have any almost sentiments towards you like, Ryan, can you just keep quiet so that we can all just perform and focus on our sports? Because ultimately, like what you said, by you speaking up, it kind of puts the pressure on them to speak up. Well, it doesn't put pressure on them to speak up. But when I speak up, and and uh, and like I'm not saying the authorities or whatever. When and when people, usually the people I speak up about like feel threatened, they try and clamp down on me. So that sends a message to the other athletes. Like you know, it's, mm. a, it's a very chilling message. Like you like you just you don't speak up. Like mm. you, you end up like like getting like um you end up like Rayon where he has to like uh, where, where we're doing all these things to him. But to me, it's like you know, I know I can take all this lah. Mm. Like, and I know that if what I'm saying is true, it will come out one day. Like it's it's not gonna you can't hide it forever. But mm. it's not how many of these athletes like want to go through that. Mm. How many of these athletes have the mm. mental fortitude or courage to go through that? Yeah, I right. think I think they know. But they they don't ask me to. If anything, they say hey, wrong. Like no, like we we really respect you for what you do. We will never ever do it. Mm. Yeah. So they are. I think they feel grateful that someone is doing it, especially mm, when it comes okay. to like you know like. Like funding problems or like governance problems and stuff like that, which I mean, like the previous SA MC had quite a few uh, instances where they were doing things wrongly, and I and yeah. all this is on my blog, uh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, I'm, what, not, I'm not taking it down. Uh. What, why, why do you think? Um, I mean, I'm just coming from my my own a uh, bit more layperson kind of perspective, like you know. Yeah. Why do you think that to some people it comes across as this guy is very arrogant? Like, do you think it's in the way you you say it or what? That that maybe some people like are rubbed the wrong way or, or anything? Because everything you're saying, it sounds like exactly like, oh, I mean, it's good. Like, you know, you're bringing up things that need to be brought up and, and then people are being clamped down. But but when, when I see the reaction online, it's, it's sometimes it can be quite negative and a lot of people say arrogant and mm. all these kind of things. I think, okay, so my answer to that is twofold. One is that um, arrogance is a word that's very easily thrown around. Mm. I mean, it's been used on our ministers, it's been used on our opposition politicians, it's been used on athletes, it's been used on Joseph Schooling, it's been mm. used on Cristiano Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. It's a word that is a very subjective word and it's a word that is very easy. Like, if, I, if, I, if someone is performing well and I want to find one thing to pick on him, arrogance is the easiest, it's really the easiest, easiest thing. Mm-hmm. That being said, I think some athletes have successfully, like, like distance themselves from any sort of arrogance. I think mm. that um, the best marathoner in the world, Eliud Kipchoge, is a friend of mine. Like he, mm. com- he comes across as a very, very humble person on social media. Yeah. But I can tell you that he's a very, very simple person and he doesn't manage his own social media. Like this is managed by a, a, mm. a PR team. Mm. I see, I see. Yeah, he just runs. Okay. okay. Yeah. Mm. So that's, that's one. Uh, two is that to a certain degree, you can't run away from this if you are at the top of your game. Mm. I mean, how many people have caught Ronaldo and Messi arrogant. Mm-hmm. I think f- in tennis, perhaps Federer has managed to distance himself a bit from that arrogant, like 
but but you, you can you can still when he does his post match interviews, there is a little air of arrogance in the stuff he says, like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Does, no, is, yeah exactly, and and like you know, you need that level of confidence to play at the top of your game. Correct, for correct. I mean, like you 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 go into a competition, you are very meek. Yeah, like, everyone's, gonna, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, everyone's gonna walk all over you. So like when I go into a competition, especially when I go to the Sea Games, like, Singapore has no history uh, in in like long distance running. Like yep. to win a long distance like gold medal in the Sea Games is like. You're really breaking the 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 mode. Like we've only won three gold medals in the entire history of the Sea Games and Marathon. That's 2013, 2015, 2017. Mm. Basically, mm. like Mock and then myself twice. Yeah. No one else has done it, and and, and that's for a good reason. Even Mock at, at his heyday, people were calling him arrogant because like he mm. wasn't doing things the traditional like, like what everyone else said. I think he was, and people were saying stuff like oh. Oh, Mock thinks he can handle like 150k a week. This guy is very arrogant. I mean, what the fuck? Like, if he mm. wants to train 150, 160k a week, that's his own choice. Mm. Why is he yeah. arrogant in a yeah. way that he chooses to train in a way that you don't think is, is right? Uh, for me, it's a little bit different. I think that, um, I, I think to a certain extent, I've seen a lot of shit. I can't be fucked to be polite about it. So, like, mm. when, I, when I see something, I call it out. Uh, the tone I use can be, uh, can be seen as like, Loud, arrogant, aggressive, whatever it might be, but I mean that's just that's just how I phrase it, lah. So I think if I could do one thing differently, I could maybe like uh, look at a choice of words, and I think there's there's always a way of doing something better. So I'm humble mm. enough to recognize that no one is perfect, myself included. I'm far from being a perfect human being, mm-hmm. uh, but I can I can see what I can do to you know phrase things better and maybe get the same message across without without uh, passing off as that. Um, arrogant, yeah. But, 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 at, but at the same time, I also I also really enjoy guys like Zlatan Ibrahimovic, mm-hmm. you know, who like yeah, yeah. like he people think people people accuse him of being arrogant, and he just takes yeah. it and owns yeah, it, yeah, 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 yeah. So like I I think it's so funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. But but was there a particular incident or series of incidents that made you think that okay maybe I can use different words to convey the same message? Um, not really, no. No. <laughs> um. Well, I guess. Okay, for example, this two point four kilometer challenge, mm, right? Mm, mm. I think that, on the grand scheme of things, it's a great success. Yeah. The people who were saying it was arrogant like, and everything, but but I mean that was kind of the angle we were going for anyway. It was mm. like you know an open challenge, like like come, mm. like if, if you can you can do it, come out. Like I'll reward you if you can do it. Yeah. That's. You can't really like challenge the whole world without having, or not the whole world, but you can't really challenge the whole country without that sounding like that's edgy, like, yeah, right? with some, mm, without mm. coming out as a little bit edgy and a little bit arrogant. And there's some yeah. things you can't say without sounding, there's no way to say something like that without sounding arrogant, yeah. yeah. And no, I mean, the I think the Channel News Asia article said that basically, there's no point in the last 20 years have we been talking about 2.4. As a thing, or track and field, yeah. Or track and field. two point four, like ah, cien. But yeah, now it's yeah, like, oh, I've got this challenge, this challenge, got this challenge. Seven minutes, seven minutes. You know, it's and just like yeah. in people's and consciousness. Even if there are people who say, "How what kind of challenge?" The fact is, they're talking about it, lah. Yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, So, like I said, if if our sport was doing that well, and I could just quietly be a part of it and make a living off of it, and like you know, like win fans off of it, I didn't even have to say a single word. Don't you think I'd rather do that? Like, mm. it's a lot less to do on my part. What mm. things are being done properly, I just need to do my part. And then we do, and then and then and then both I both I like yeah, solid. But the problem is that things here are not being done properly. Like, mm. and that is why no one gives a rat's ass about track and field in Singapore. To to be specific, do you, do you, are you talking about 
let's say you know supporting via sponsorship or you know just just, general marketing just the marketing of the sport the administration i think has been subpar for many years Mm. i mean that's why maybe people hear about singapore ah singapore sports no future one you know like it's very very negative sentiment like name me one sport in singapore that's had positive sentiment i'm trying to think of one i can't Positive sentiment in terms of in terms of like when you mentioned this sport to Singaporeans, mm, they get excited yeah. and they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. swimming uh, for a while, swim, uh. swimming for a yeah, while, for a while. When, yeah, maybe yeah. twenty sixteen when Joseph. This year the Paralympian swimming, uh, mm. Paralympian swimming. But even then, yeah. it's like, oh, how come they're not getting as much oh, as yeah, the? Yeah. So it's, it's like, <laughs> it's still pol- I mean, it's still it's uh, tainted almost with this, huh? Why is some sort of social inequality like? Yeah. Some inequality yeah, there. Yeah, like. and then and then swimming, like. Sorry to say this because I'm I'm friends with Joseph and I and I love the guy. Mm. I mean, even Joseph, people accuse him of being arrogant, right? Yes. Oh, you're arrogant, that's why you lose. I mean, that's yeah. not the reason he lost. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> he lost because he wasn't in the shape he was five years ago. But yeah. uh, there's nothing to do with arrogance. But yeah, this is just a very convenient excuse la, or a very convenient accusation to label someone with. And like Joseph was the recipient of a lot of like nasty like netizen comments yeah, mm. yeah. and like this like, we, we're not even treating our only like olympic champion with the respect i think he basically deserves mm. yeah so and then like, swimming became a joke at the olympics unfortunately because of because of stuff like that so so i think that so for everyone to be talking about track and field right like i would take that any day and if i if that if the side effect of this is that some people think i'm arrogant like i can live with that yeah because i'd rather mm. live with that than have then continue doing what I do every day and have no one notice track and field at all. Correct, correct. Mm. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'll totally admit when the first thing when it first was announced this two point four challenge thing, and then the seven hundred chicken rice thing came out, <laughs> I was like, what kind of what kind of reward is that, like you know, mm. you know? But over time, I think um, I mean, you, you I, we did the podcast and all. Yeah. But over time, what I've realized is that basically you are one by one you are getting people interested uh, in the sport uh, in in the sport, which is not something that typical people are interested but we all know about 2.4 everyone has run 2.4 but we never looked at it as like a challenge or a sport that you can win something and all that even so, Uncle Lim Uncle Lim also <laughs> yeah, Uncle Lim also Uncle Lim the sports massage everything yeah, yeah. so I mean yeah. if if step by step you're getting what, what, tell, tell us what's going on like, is it like these sponsors are one by one reaching out to you and saying hey this is interesting can I jump on board or? yes yes oh, okay. actually so not one by one initially it was like 10 at one go oh, like really? I opened my inbox or opened Facebook and then there are like 10 new sponsors who just announced that they want and, to and come on you board are, you are negotiating with them yeah yeah yeah, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah okay. exactly exactly and like I mean like okay I need to be very, very careful I don't want to sound like oh you know I did all this look at me I'm so great like like it's really down to the sponsors. Like I'm very grateful for them. I'm very humbled by how they came on board and they were like, "Oh, we like what you're doing. Mm. We want to support." I mean, of course, the negative way to see it is a lot of them wanted to jump on the bandwagon. Mm. Like there was nothing else they could jump on, so they jumped on the 2.4k hype. Mm. I mean, it it, it went vi- it went very viral. Like yeah, <laughs> it reached yeah. like over a million people on Facebook alone, not counting other social media platforms. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it it really went super viral. People were brands were jumping on board. People were getting excited. People were talking, and I think the seven hundred chicken rice that was. I think that really helped the sponsorships take off. Like mm. so, a big thank you to Dan, the, the boss <laughs> Daniel <laughs> Tan. Seven hundred chicken rice. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, it was just the ridiculousness <laughs> of of the imagery of seven hundred packets of chicken rice, right? <laughs> that and there's no other sporting event in the world where you win seven hundred packets of chicken rice. <laughs> 
<laughs> so you're that's true. Chicken rice. <laughs> that's true. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I think that's that. And then mothership wrote article about it because yeah, you know there's yeah. such a mothership type yeah, like headline, right? Yeah, like, yeah. like like yeah. like like set win have seven hundred chicken rice at two point five event. I'm like this is going to take off, and then boom, like yeah. it it really like took off. That article reached maybe half a million people, and then. And then I think sponsors realized that hey, we better come on this, you know, like fear of missing out, uh, mm, or, yeah, or like yeah. take take advantage of it. So, so yeah, we have everything from fish and chips restaurants to, to like cryptocurrency companies, to um, like private donors. Mm. Everyone came on board la, and then like wealth management firms. Mm. Um, and then and then like some of some some of them would be like I think beauty was there any beauty firms? I don't know. It's all on my website. I, mm. I, I, and I and right now everyone. the race was supposed to be this weekend, tenth of October. Yes, but because of the restrictions, it yes. has been pushed back to yeah, to November thirteenth to fourteenth. Okay, and how many people have signed up so far? Well. Two thousand, like three thousand. I I think three thousand people have signed up total, but only three hundred people will be on ground doing the race. Okay. We would love to have all three thousand at the track, but you know, social distancing. Mm. We can only hold five people per race. Okay. So that's the problem. So you know, it was a very polarizing uh thing for better or worse. And even over the years, whenever you have spoken out, there will always be detractors. There will always be these these comments online that are negative. But do these comments ever get to you? I guess. Uh, because I've rationalized in my own head that they will always be haters. No lah, they don't get to me. But sometimes, you know, when they say stuff that's not true, mm. I mean, like, I'm a person that I believe very strongly in integrity and truth. So I see yeah. people making up stuff and it's completely untrue. Right? I will have no choice but to rebut lah. Correct, correct. I mean, like, no, this is not true. You're talking nonsense. And if, most of the time, it's like fake account or, or, or what lah. Then, Faceless. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I mean nowadays I can't be bothered la. Like, like uh, these people are not worth my time. So if you're if you're saying something that's not true, yeah. I'll, I'll just delete the comment and like my even my even like block the guy. No, no point in engaging them okay. la, You know sometimes. Can I, can I just yeah. clarify something? Because uh, you mentioned earlier that uh, one of your prou- proudest moments was hearing the Singapore national anthem being played while you were po- at, on the podium la, Right. Yeah. So I mean, over the years you've gone through a lot of uh, also conflict with like administrative. Organizations of Singapore athletes, uh, athletics and all. Um, so, do you feel that same sense of pride being Singaporean, representing Singapore, and, and and everything, given everything that you've been through, you know the struggles and all. Like like, what do you feel? Or do you, is there a bit of a bittersweet kind of taste to it? Uh that's a very good question. I would say that end of the day. I'm still proud to stand on the podium and represent Singapore and like if a national anthem is played I'll still feel a sense of pride mm. obviously less so because you know like it, diminishing returns right the first time it's like wow like you know this yeah, is such yeah, a yeah. No, novel feeling but you know like the next C games the next C games so I've won two C games I would mm. say the yeah. f- I actually had a much better second C games than my first because mm. I, mm. I won by a much bigger margin and the guys I beat were much better than the guys I beat in the first C games so yeah. like the, my second C games is probably the best marathon I've ever run mm. um, but yeah, I I would say that the first one is the most shock. Most shock. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, you know, like the current Singapore athletics management, I think they're okay. They're they're really okay compared to okay. the last bunch of clowns, right? This bunch is okay. <laughs> okay. Um yeah, this bunch took over this this team took over in twenty twenty. Yeah, much big improvement, I must say. Mm. But you know, when it comes to end of the day, I'm representing Singapore. I'm not representing Singapore, Singapore athletics, I'm not representing like these 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 managers, yeah. th- these management clowns or or, or 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 whatnot, I'm representing like you know, the the country on a whole mm. And I I mean like I've I've grown up here, I've lived here. Yeah. I've 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 had opportunities here that I may not have ha- have had if I had grown up in a less like 
privileged country. Yeah. Um. So, like, yeah, I think, um, no, it's easy to see it from a negative way, but I, I mean, like, I always try and see the best in whatever situation we're placed in, mm. and yeah, I'm still proud to represent Singapore when given the opportunity, of course. No. So, yeah. so you know all the 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 controversies, yeah, like with administration, with um, the the occasional de- hate comment and all that. How much does that play into your motivation to keep pushing yourself, like? Because right now you own four records, right? Five thousand, ten thousand, half marathon, and marathon. Um, I'm I'm guessing that you're not gonna stop there. You're gonna want to better your records. But is it all just internal motivation or pride, or does the so you know the, the the tension with the authorities or the history drive you also? Um, I think a lot of it comes down to very simply I want to be better than before. Mm-hmm. I, I and I'm not saying that the other aspect doesn't play into it. Of course it's damn shook like, you know, when like um like the in twenty seventeen I had protested against the like the, the the National Olympic Council's like sponsorship rules. Basically they had this they had this like really hip like heavy handed rule where two weeks before the games you couldn't post about your sponsors. Mm-hmm. One week after the games you can post about your sponsors then and then and then you can only post about SNOC sponsors. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, hey, like you're not the one supporting us to train for the games, you know, like yeah. we've got our own private sponsors and they're not gonna like if they're not gonna like see their brand out there during this most like busy period, mm-hmm. then what are they supporting us for? So I mean and then and then and they tra- they threaten to take me off the team and all that kind of stuff. Uh so of course when I won and I didn't have to shove it in their face that like people were doing it for me. So that was quite shook. Um, but you know, I think com- when it comes down to it, like for example, like I, I think you, you correctly said I have four national records. The 2.4 actually got added to the Singapore Athletics like as mm. a national list of records as a national best. It's not an mm. official track and field distance, but it's like listed as a national best. So that's what I'm trying to better at next month's challenge. Mm-hmm. At the end of this month, I'm trying to qualify for the Asian Games by racing the national championships in the 10,000 meters. So mm. I need like 3144, um, yeah, which no, no Singaporean has run in Singapore yet because our heat and humidity has made it such, it's quite hard to run 31 minutes in Singapore. So I'm trying to do that. But yeah, I think at the end of the day, it comes down to, you know, intrinsic motivation like you know what, what have I done so far I'm enjoying training like I'm gonna push myself a little bit better push myself a little bit harder and then and then that and the end of the day it comes down to my own sense of fulfillment mm. anything else is a bonus mm. yeah so then I like for me it's, it's, it's so difficult to square the fact that you are pushing all these lines and you so openly accepted these biscuits I offered you earlier which have no <laughs> nutritional value at all zero zero in Absolutely. fact it's probably detrimental it's probably taken <laughs> off like half a second <laughs> but how, how do you how do you square that how do you live your life because everybody has heard stories of Cristiano Ronaldo being so militant yeah, yeah. but is it is it a struggle for you or is it very easy for you I, I I think it's quite easy I mean I'm not I'm no Ronaldo put it this way like I look up to Ronaldo a lot because he's 36 years old and he's still playing at the highest level so like once in a while I read like what he's doing, like you know his his habits and stuff, and I apply it to I apply it to my own life as well, you know, like mm. recovery and stuff like that. But at the same time, I'm not. I think he he is excessively like um type A. Mm. Put it this way, like he's he, he's quite extreme, like. I think Patrice ever wrote, wrote in his yeah. book before. He said, "Don't go to Ronaldo's house for lunch. He serves you salad and water." You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And, then, true, yeah. and then and then Ever was saying like. You no, know, like after lunch, she asks you to, to go to the garden kick and like around, right? kick around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what are we doing? Are we training or are we hanging out? Yeah. But yeah. for every Ronaldo, there's a Messi, and Messi for a long time he was he loved like uh this chocolate biscuits and mm. Pepsi, and yeah. like Messi oh, really? Messi is a crap diet apparently. 
But if you want to compare numbers like Messi, Messi is just as good as Ronaldo, and many will argue even better yeah. as a as a yeah. as a footballer. So there are many ways to do it. Like at the end of the day, you figure out what works for you. Mm. Um, Ronaldo's longevity is something that I look up to, and I I and like and like I mean I I can't remember the last time I had biscuits, but but <laughs> oh shit, <laughs> sorry man. <laughs> but you, I mean you have eaten with me. You know that I'm not like hyper like. Uh, hyper focused on what I can and cannot eat. Yeah, hyper militant about the yeah, dietary yeah. restrictions. Yeah, I just less, less than Harish. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I, I, <laughs> I put in a lot of effort into training already. Like, I like to enjoy yeah. my self, my my life outside of training. Like after after this, by the way, I'm going for happy hour. So like, oh, happy oh, hour. Oh, wow, <laughs> it's Friday, right? <laughs> yeah, correct. Wow. Here yeah. we are thinking that you're gonna go train for another like yeah. five two point four kilometers. Uh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You, you let off steam, like. yeah, I yeah, thought the hard yeah. stop was because he's going back to training. <laughs> he's <been> drinking. <laughs> now he's training something else, lah. His beer tolerance. The <laughs> liver. Yeah. So yeah, I'm in that sense. I'm not. I'm. 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 A lot, I'm. A lot, I would say that many athletes, including myself, are a lot more normal than people. Realize, mm. like you know, sometimes people will hear, hey, you can eat chicken rice, uh, You know, like I mean, yeah, 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 like, yeah. we are mm. a lot more normal than people realize, uh. The only thing, uh, the only thing that sets us apart is really the the training and the amount of effort that we put into, put into the sport. Mm. Yeah. So, so you know, just now you were you were saying that I mean, as an athlete and especially athletes who have high profiles like yourself and of course uh, Joseph schooling, um, that you are always going to get comments, like because mm. your your work is essentially public. You know, people working in a corporate job, they do PowerPoint, it's a shitty PowerPoint, nobody will give a fuck, right? Yeah, yeah. But you have a shitty race, everybody comments. Oh, everyone yeah. sees it? Yeah, everyone yeah. sees Taxpayer, it. So taxpayer money. Taxpayer money and all that. <laughs> so, how... That's bullshit, by the way. I, I take zero <laughs> taxpayer's money. <laughs> Joseph takes a bit, maybe, but... He qualifies for it, right? Like, uh, that's the scheme, he qualifies for it. Fine. Yeah. 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 So, so, yeah, so exactly. Uh, comments, but... but some comments are yeah very subjective la, But do you think as a national athlete, you there's certain criticism that is unjustified, or can people criticize people like you and Joseph Schooling in a way that okay they are they have the right to? I believe in freedom of speech, so everyone is free to criticize anybody. Yeah. That, that doesn't make you right la. <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah, so I think uh, I believe in a free marketplace of ideas where the best ideas surface at the top. Mm. Yeah, and in a true democracy, we all engage in like freedom of speech and and freedom of ideas exchange and freedom of discussion. Mm. And but when it comes to like J- Joseph schooling, I, like you really see the maturity of our of our commenters, lah. You know, mm. like instead of commenting something like constructive, like for example, like oh, like his, his for example, a construct a constructive comment could be something like. Hey man, like tough luck, better luck next time. I think that you no, know, maybe the the coming back to Singapore wasn't the best move in terms of like training environment. The performance started to tail off here for the next Olympics. Maybe you can go back to the states and like try. That's a constructive comment, and I think that this this all based on facts. Nothing too wrong with mm. that. A retarded comment would be something like, "Hey, too much Milo cow la, This boy, <laughs> see la, so fat now, cannot swim." And there are a lot of people yeah, commenting lot, this. Yeah, and all these, all these, a lot of them are boomer uncles or what like I click on. I mean, once in a while, I see stupid comments. I oh, I just I want to see what's the demographic of idiots making these comments. I click on mm. it. Either fake account. Yeah. Yeah. I, sorry to say lah. Very often it's a boomer lah. Mm. Um, 
But then, you know, it, but online space is getting very toxic. Like, you know, like TikTok, it's, it's a very toxic platform. Yeah. I, I realized that I have friends on TikTok, I'm on TikTok. The comments you get there from people who have fake accounts are really quite bad, like, you know. Mm. And you think that TikTok is for the younger crowd, but mm. I, I'm not sure whether it's like the younger crowd who, who thinks they can say things and say whatever they want, or yeah. is it like, you know, boomers creating like some of these fake accounts mm. to go after people. Yeah, so, I mean, I've already given you one example of a constructive comment, one example of yeah. a, of, of a yeah. just, just out to, just a malicious comment out to like, like, it's almost as if they're not happy with their own lives and they feel that they're going to put down Joseph Schooling just to feel better about themselves for, for the day. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, so, those I are the like comments that I feel are not fair. Yeah. So, I, I guess the, the better athlete you become, you are not going to be able to run away from public spotlight. Oh, no uh, way, right? no way. So, no. so, what do you make when you see... Um, instances of say you know Naomi Osaka taking wanting to take a step back and getting so much flack um, because there's also some people would say that, that but that's part of the job what? and I think that is where it's polarizing la. and and if you're that sort of elite athlete yeah it, it just feels like you never used to hear people say that in the past so newer athletes saying that is it a sign of the times or is it something to do with the way the the younger generation ha- has grown up in or the social influences Oh, I mean, I, I didn't think any less of Naomi Osaka for it, to be honest. I mean, she made a choice. I think she had to pay a fine for it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you think it's worth it, pay the fine and, pay the, pay the fine and go. Mm. I mean, like, she knew what she was getting herself into. Yeah. And to be frank, like, the publicity she got from it was probably worth the fine. Like, mm. I, I don't know how much the fine was, but, like, she got worldwide global media coverage for whatever the, the fine was. And I can tell you that it's... You're looking at eyeballs like per, per dollar, like it's it's, it's worth. It's, she got she got the best bang for her buck. Of course, I'm not I'm not saying that was her intention. Mm. I do think that she was definitely like having her own state of health at mind. And I don't think that she expected it to go viral, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that would that had the opposite effect. Like she didn't want people to talk about her. Yeah, ended up the whole exactly, world talking yeah, about her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have done it, lah. You know, I would have attend, I mean, I've, I've attended like press conferences in my life. I in many press conferences in my life. I enjoy press conferences and. If I if I was ever faced with a stupid question, like I know how to handle it, like, I mean, I mm-hmm. I'll probably give a uh, an, an answer. I think that Kimi Raikkonen is one of my favorite like um, uh, sports stars when it comes yeah. to interviews. Because yeah. you ask him a stupid question, he will just give it to you. Oh really? Yeah. 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 <laughs> he was just like he was just like, and then he walk away, or yeah, like he was, yeah. he will say that's a stupid question or whatever. Uh, yeah. yeah. So so when you look back at, I mean, you the things that you have done in the public eye and all, do you look back with like okay? Everything is a learning opportunity or some things you look back, you're like, mm, I shouldn't have said that. Or how, how do you approach that? Because right now you do post a lot. Mm. And like even for me, I don't post much on Facebook because I enjoy talking on a podcast because mm. I feel my thoughts can evolve as I'm talking. Whereas Facebook, you put it out there, it's, it's almost set in stone. But do you, do, you, uh, do you reflect a lot on what you post? I, I don't reflect a lot, to be honest, mm. uh, on what I post because to me it's... A lot of what I post is factual. A lot of what I post is like just reports on like how training is going or like mm. a, a photo with a, with a funny quote or, or, or whatever. Um, if I were to reflect, I could probably find like, I could probably find 10 different ways to improve every post that I've done. Mm. But I don't have time to do that. Like, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not writing a research paper. Yeah. It's, it's social media. Um, it's, it's just the nature of what we're writing. So um, I would say that no, no regrets for how I've conducted this. I think, I think like, if anything, it's helped me build a career in the sport. Like, you can't really build a career nowadays in sports or, like, in marketing or whatever without social media presence, like, you know. Mm. We're, not, we're not in the 1980s where 
where you know the footballers didn't have Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah, correct, yeah. Correct, now correct. after every game, you must post on Instagram and share your thoughts. Yeah, right. yeah. Three <laughs> points today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. on to the next. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so, and, and, and I mean, like, and sponsors they expect you to post X number of times a year. You know, mm. like it's very often it's in your contract. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So it's an interesting world we live in nowadays. I think that. Uh, we as a society and like the government and laws are constantly adapting to keep up with the power that the internet and social media has. Mm. Um, it's it's interesting to see how things develop. Like for example, like and and for us, you know, I think we're still young of, of the age where we can like uh, like adapt to like new things. Like mm. I, I I actually think I actually quite pity the the ministers who are having to try and keep up with social media and they're like oh shit like social yeah. media is so powerful how do we counter this yeah. oh POFMA how about this law POFMA and then yeah. that's, that's mm. really how POFMA evolved to it was like mm. a way to arrest like falsehoods like in the butt mm. um, I mean this is a very controversial law I mean we're getting shit for, we look like shit in the western world by the way like yeah. they, they think that we are exactly. muzzling our, our, our own people yeah I mean I see I see I see why the government wanted to implement POFMA but I also think also to a certain extent, I mean like to a large extent I feel if we really believe we're an educated people, if we really mm. believe that, you know, we pride ourselves on our education system, then a free marketplace of ideas should allow the best ideas to rise to the top. Mm. Yeah. So mm. we, can, we can't say we have the best education system, but yet we need to like muzzle things yeah. that we, we muzzle, muzzle certain people or like, you know, spoon feed people what the truth is, you know, like, yeah, yeah, that, that's my opinion. Like this is actually an essay I wrote for law school yesterday. Mm. <laughs> Was it? <laughs> yeah. So, so then, what is next for, for, for you in the coming weeks or months or years that you have yeah. in the works? Well, uh, next few years, like next year there's Commonwealth Games, Asian Games, trying mm. to qualify for both. Um, I, I actually got selected for the Asian Indoor Championships. This is mm. in Kazakhstan. Whoa, right? So uh, you guys know what Kazakhstan looks like? My first thought was like Borat. Borat. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful country. It's a beautiful yeah, country. I yeah, mean, like I'm going to the capital, so that's in uh, Nor Sultan. Mm-hmm. And I googled it. It looks like the most futuristic city. I'm like, really? this does not look like what I saw in Borat. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Because all I know is like it's it's landlocked, so there's a lot of hills and mountains. Ah, yeah. But I didn't yeah. know about the yeah, yeah it's a very futuristic looking capital. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, but when I'm going, it's going to be like negative ten to negative twenty degrees Celsius. Like it's so cold in February. I didn't realize And you're going to be running in, oh, indoors. indoors Oh that's why yeah. it's indoors Yeah, yeah indoor champs yeah. So like 1,500 meters And 3,000 meters I'm going to try and break The national record for both oh. uh, Indoors it, I would say that um, I can do it But also because like We rarely ever compete indoors So I think those mm. records Are not 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 like They're kind of soft To begin with okay, Yeah, yeah. not like outdoors Where we run it Like, yeah. like okay. very often But yeah I mean That's the disclaimer But I think I'm capable Of breaking both records there And then and then we'll we'll see what we'll see what happens. And but but are those national records, the outdoor records, on your radar also? The thousand five and three thousand. So the three thousand, yes, the three thousand for sure. That's on my that's on my to do list. So like whatever I'm doing for this two point four, actually, is a really nice build up because I'm trying to raise the two point four at the pace that's required to break the three k record. Oh, okay. So if I can run two point four at that pace, I know that okay, six hundred meters more. Like, mm. Yeah, then oh, okay. we'll break it for three k as well. Yeah. Got so it. training is going well. I'm, on Mondays, I generally try and. Hit that, hit that record pace for for three k. I see. So I did like four times one k on Monday at, at around that pace. So so oh, if people right. wanted to find out more about your thoughts, follow you. I mean, that's Facebook. But where yeah, else? Facebook, Instagram. Uh, I'm on TikTok, but you no know, TikTok is kind of like my developing channel. Yeah. Uh, but I would say that most of my audience is on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, different different kind of like age groups. Like TikTok is like the young crowd for sure. Mm. And like, Instagram is slightly older, and then Facebook is like. The, 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 the older crowd And you have your blog as well 
Yes, my blog. Uh, what is the, the URL? Is? It's runsofast.com. R U N S O H F A S T dot We're going to end with one one short thing. Yeah. So, I mean, typically, how we end all our podcasts is we have this one short thing segment, which is where we just share the one short thing that both of us have come across over the past few days that we can share with our audience. Ah, okay. Mm. So it's an article or a video. So we can go first to give you a heads up. Sure. I realized I did not give you a heads up about this before. <laughs> <laughs> I told yeah. you everything else, but I didn't give you a heads up. So you have no like worries. a minute. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we can we can move into that because yeah. because yeah, Ruyong has his uh, yeah. training coming up. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'll just go. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just recently bought a book called The Master, The Brilliant Career of Roger Federer. Mm. Uh, oh, I mean, nice. it's a book I think by a journalist who has accompanied Federer, you know, on 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 tour and everything. And uh, yeah, it's just interesting. It's an interesting point in his career because I think he just turned forty. And just to look back on on the you know such a long career and then how how he maintains his his the level of play, you know, juggling family, juggling Rolex and all these sponsorships and everything through life. I think that's super interesting. Which is something I also wanted to mention like, is that. Uh, I know in our podcast we mentioned about your you know the sponsorships all that it, it seemed seemed uh, quite strange initially to me uh, quite chapalang everything but after hearing the whole every you talking about it I feel like it's as um, Singaporean as as it can be like and and what you're trying to do is to trailblaze not only in in terms of breaking records but also in terms of uh, an athlete trying having a voice and you know using the voice to con- uh, convert one business or one Singaporean at a time. To support your sport as well, which I think is, uh, I mean, it's commendable at the very least, you could say. Uh. So uh, initially, we know we laugh about the chicken rice and all these things, but now I feel like this is as Singaporean an endeavor as we we can ever get. Like you know, trying to get different groups of people who never thought about supporting Singapore athletic, athletics like this before, and to have a sponsor list also one yeah. line, a line item say Uncle Lim, Uncle Lim. as a sponsor. <laughs> Chicken rice, Uncle, Uncle Lim, Lim in yeah. your media kit. I don't know how you're gonna represent the logo of Uncle Lim. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's great, like. Yeah, but yeah. I, I, just, I only brought this up because we're talking about how an athlete. You're not only just an athlete trying to break records. You're also trying to do a lot of different things in terms of juggling, you know, social media, juggling your public image and all. And yeah, you you all trailblaze in that way as well, mm. which is something quite. I mean, really amazing for people to think about, mm. Thank yeah. you very cool. much, Darren. Uh, my one shock thing is the TV show called Atlanta, which I recently started watching. It's on Disney Plus. Um, it is created, written, and start uh, starring Dar- Donald Glover, Charles mm. Gambino. Mm. You know um, the guy who did This Is America. He was in Community. So I had heard a lot about the show, um, like rave reviews, critical, universal acclaim. And when I watched it, I was thinking, okay, I'm probably going to be disappointed, like, because when it's that highly rated. But I actually really do like it, and I think. It is just a story that is told very authentically with writing that you don't see in TV shows generally. So I think, I mean, it gives me inspiration to think that someday a show in Singapore is going to get critical re- uh, acclaim around the world. Uh, mm. uh, because that's what I, I always believe. And when I see shows like that, that is not about big sets, it's not about superheroes or anything. It's just a very authentic story about this up-and-coming rapper in Atlanta and Donald Glover plays this Princeton dropout who becomes his cousin's manager, like his cousin is a rapper. So yeah, I'm, I'm through one season, I'm starting on the second season, and I fucking love it. Okay. Yeah. I, I, do you listen to Childish Gambino or Donald Glover or anything? I, 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 know, I know who Donald Glover is, but... He's I, I annoyingly talented. Yeah. He's oh, is a right? damn yeah, good rapper. Yeah, yeah. He's a comedian. 
He's a good actor in Atlanta. He created it and wrote and directed. I mean, Jamie Foxx to me is super talented. He can sing, mm-hmm. he can dance, he can act, he can do stand-up comedy. But Donald Glover is is up there. La. And this is Danny Glover's son, right? No. Different. Oh, this That's is... Oh, yeah. okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Totally different. Yeah, yeah, totally different. So, I mean, he, he's, he's interesting. La. And I mean, for him, I think he doesn't even care about social media because... He doesn't need to. Like, mm. he has one post on Instagram or something. I heard he showers once every two weeks, so he's not the, <laughs> the nicest smelling also. But <laughs> he's so talented that he just does whatever he wants. And the things he creates, yeah, are, are great. Like. And I think, like, yeah, just the fact that it's, it's, it's a show that's so anchored in just, like, the, the very intricate stories of three people. And it's so, so universal. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And I think it's only, in, I know I said it on the last podcast, but it's inevitable that a Singapore show goes viral around the world mm. I yeah I certainly hope so yeah uh, man my one show thing was coming on your guys' show I mean wow, really? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean I, 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 I mean like I've heard of you guys for a long time and then I think I definitely listen I listened to a podcast I think a few years ago I mm. can't remember what it was but I listened again when you guys spoke about the 2.4k mm. uh, yeah so like, thank you very much for having me on the show. You guys are awesome and I hope that if anything goes viral from Singapore, it'll be you guys. Oh, thanks. <laughs> no, and, and, and I really hope this is not the last time we yeah. have you as a guest. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. I, I mean, guess, let me know. As, as If you have anything else to promote or what, I'm, I really hope to get you on and just All talk right. more about it. Because I mean, like, even for our listeners who, I mean, we have a very strong subreddit community and some of them pointed out that, okay, like, um, because right now you have been in the news a lot. Mm. And we also wanted to, to make sure that uh, there are certain things we can't talk about, but we also wanted to be objective and, you know, yeah. like, uh, not just hear your sides of the story and not hear the other person's side of the story. So today, I think it was great just to understand you as a person. Mm. Um, and if once the court case is done, once you can speak about it, it would be great to have you back uh, sometime yeah. again in future. La. Sure. Or maybe sure. even after the 2.4K run, if I don't know, like, there's some interesting thing that happens, yeah, just hit yeah, us after up. Yeah, after 2.4K will be fantastic, yeah. Next also, time, you can have donuts uh, to go <laughs> to this case. <laughs> All right, cool. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you very much, guys. All right, thanks for listening. Peace.